Said the gloved fist to the lubed hole, Do you queer what I queer? Come ye to near for more. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? This is our fourth time restarting? Yeah, we had okay. some technical... Some TD. Some queer difficulties. Um, how are you doing? Oh, not not great. How are you doing? I'm sick, but uh, I think I'm doing better than you. Sick of uh, sick of of body or mind or both. I'm sick of body, not of mind. Oh, okay. I I'm feel sick like, of mind and not of body. Okay, I feel like I deep throated a cactus and fell asleep in the desert. Is yeah, how I feel. Y- <laughs> so you're right, because you, you would love to do that. I would love to do that, and then I could recuperate mentally fine. It just the physical time it would take would be a bit of a burden <laughs> on my life. <laughs> Mm. Uh, Happy Dickwick. Happy Dickwick. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to Do You Queer? What I Queer. That's Tom. And that's Elliot. (laughs) And we're Dickwick. Dickwick. (laughs) We'll figure it out one day. What's your color today, Elliot? So my color today is like almondy colors. It's like the color of almonds. Wait, why? Tom has a look on his face. Was that going to be your color too? He just spit his drink out. Literally just did a spit take. What is going on? My color is almond. No, it isn't. Literally. No, it isn't. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding you right now. What the fuck? I was thinking, I'm feeling almond brown. Honestly, Me too. that's what I Me had too. in my head right before we started recording. Oh my God. I actually Me too. hate you. Turn this off. It popped into my head as I hit play. I think that we might be psychic. That's such a white gay person thing to say. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why almond brown of so all So me for almond brown is because I feel like my throat feels like someone who's in anaphylactic shock. And I thought of like when you eat an almond and you can't like wash it down. I have that like scratchy nut feeling. Why are you almond? What is going on? Oh my God. I'm almond because I just have this air of like nuttiness about like, I'm just like, n- like nutty and not great. <laughs> and... <laughs> And um, I don't know, we've been talking a lot about stool. Oh, yeah. And yes, like, we have. I don't know, like, oaky, almondy stool samples. Like, my friend was carrying around her own stool sample yesterday. And, like, she showed me. I really didn't want to see it. Wait, she showed you? Well, she showed someone else, and I caught a glimpse, and I was Ugh. not happy about Ugh. it. And it just reminded me of, like, I feel like a stool sample right okay, now. Okay, like almondy. And, almond-y. like, an almondy, nutty, like, um, stool sample. I actually can't believe that just happened. That's so weird. That's so weird. I don't know. That's good energy, though, to start off with. Yeah. Yeah. I also, like, I'm not doing great. No, I know. And I'm sorry. And I think that we should just... Be there? Yeah. I think I should say it. And we can just... Yeah. You know, the the best thing we can do is be open about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Is there anything I can do to make this space safer for you? Stop reading my mind, because that makes me feel really unsafe. You're picturing... A loose bottom sitting on a beluga. Well, that's not fair because you know that's what I always picture. <laughs> the beluga whales jutting up into the bottom. As if almond. That's so fucking weird. I know. I don't. I actually don't know how to recover. No, I'm sorry, everyone. You're going to have to listen to us spin out on this. Uh, all right. Let's jump into corners. Sure. Do let's do corrections? corners. I have a correction. So last week I had said that it's barely a correction. I just want to clarify because I think this is something quite interesting. So I'd said that the Lavender Menace was something that the right wing had said to derogatorily um, call gay people and lesbian people was Lavender Menace. But that's actually wrong and it's more nuanced and interesting. So the real history of it is that um, so second wave feminism is largely attributed in the United States to a woman named Betty Friedan. She wrote a book called The Feminine Mystique in 1963, and she's one of the 28 founders of the National Organization for Women, which actually still has 550 chapters in the U.S. Which, so, the Whoa. reason I'm saying this is because it's interesting. So, she's actually the one to have said Lavender Menace. So, she actually represented, like, a left-wing feminist politic, but uh, it, there was a popular discourse around, do we let open, visible lesbians participate in feminism? And she said, no, they're a Lavender Menace. So, it's my one of my fucking favorite things. There's Whoa, a, there's a group. Interesting. It's interesting, right? There's a group called the Radical Lesbians, uh, and there was um, a conference called the Second Congress to Unite Women in 1970, and Radical Lesbians conducted what's called a ZAP, which is kind of like a guerrilla act of protest. They cut all the power at the conference. When the lights went back on, all the Radical Lesbians were standing on the stage wearing Lavender Menace t-shirts to reappropriate, and they started handing out 
this this pamphlet called The Woman Identified Woman. And the first line of it, it's pro-lesbian radical feminist manifesto. And the first line says, a lesbian is the rage of all women condensed to the point of explosion. So they like reappropriated Lavender Menace at a conference Betty Friedan was hosting to say, no, 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 we fucking belong here. And we're going to like forward like feminism into the future. Interesting. Anyway, just wanted to clarify that. Also, everything I just said was taken from Susan Stryker's transgender history. So it just like it complicates the way that we think of like left politics and right wing politics because like feminists were incredibly homophobic or like lesbophobic, you know? Yes. Just crazy. And we think of second wave feminism as like opening up the world and like, and it's like everything, it's like cyclical. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we were talking about last time. Like it's not, it's not linear. Like progress happens messy and it happens it bumps against itself and stuff so yeah dad do you have a correction i don't think so okay i mean good i mean my correction is um thanks for putting up with our last episode that we we cut in five different sessions (laughs) yeah like like we've never done something like that before (laughs) i was like i always like like to reach out to some of my friends that are listeners all the time yeah to get their feedback and uh Derek was like, yeah, um, maybe uh, if you want to record in that many sessions, you should, guys should be better at transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Derek, like, okay, fair. <laughs> so fair. But like, we were just kooky bananas. I didn't even really, like, we weren't prepared. But we wanted to lean in. Like, we wanted the choppiness of it because that's yes. kind of queer itself. Yeah. Actually, Jesse kept saying that. We were like, the queerest thing is to not be polished. And yeah, it's like, exactly. are we just saying this now? Yeah. Like, it's just an excuse for us to do whatever we want. Professionalism is queer folk. I also, like, I, I want, I'm assuming listeners think this, but maybe they don't. Uh, my correction is, I'm sorry I've gone mad with this power. It's like, sometimes I say ridiculous things. And, like, listening back, I'm like, you can't say that, like, no. you're, we're accountable to our listeners. And yes. some of the things that I say are ridiculous, and I'm sorry. And I'm going to try to watch out for that in the Listen, future. Listen, no one's come for you yet, which <laughs> I, I think is a fucking miracle. And I don't even understand it. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> Someone give Tom a firm slap. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for other reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, like, this isn't a correction from you, but we were waffly a bit on the pose thing where mm. the money was going, and we just should say that you were right. Um, Ryan yeah, Murphy is, is donating. It, it, yeah, yeah, donating proceeds to um, various um, charities to support. Like trans, trans and queer people, yeah. So it's as ambiguous as you'd said. Yeah, yeah from so the research I did, yeah. Confirmation corner. Confirmation <laughs> corner. <laughs> Any other corners? Um, e- Pamela corner. Pamela is um, like windswept mullet. Yeah. Very like Billy Ray Cyrus. She has a job mate drill. Um, she has a paintbrush and she has plaid tied around her neck and she's ready to fix that goddamn gazebo. She is going to build us a deck. She's going to build us a deck on which gazebo. we are going to sip lemonade and just spill tea and gossip. And then she's going to, like, yell at us. Yes, afterwards. for, like, walking on wet paint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, eating almonds on her fresh deck. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we anecdote Pamela the brunch that we just had? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we um, met up for brunch, just just the hosts. Yeah. Jesse's not around. Jesse, where are um, you? And uh, I brought Pamela, because last time we recorded, it was at my place, and... Pamela was there, so I'm walking down the street with this giant porcelain cat, uh, and it was strange. And yes. she's fucking heavy. Yes, she is. She's deceivingly heavy. And I passed my super on the street with her, carrying her dog. She looked at me like I was um, cuckoo bananas. Yeah, sure. Which I was. Yes. And she was like, "Nice pet." Like I, I doing her facial expression. You can't see that, but I was like, "You too," and like kept skipping. <laughs> and also, too, in Tom's building, there's photos of dogs and all of the elevators it's very upsetting i don't want our listeners to know that different it's so upsetting different photos of random dogs and i think we should just put pamela photos all up in your elevator well, if there's any photos of animals in my elevator it needs to be our lord and savior pamela that is the queer agenda yeah um yeah so we were at brunch and pamela was beside us and we were like why isn't anyone asking the server didn't say anything no one said anything we were like are we going mad like and as we go to leave these two guys stopped us and instead of being like surprised they asked where we got her because they wanted one specifically where we bought her yeah which is to assume that like we went out and bought like 
we didn't find Pamela. Pamela found us. Exactly. Yeah. We accepted the light of her energy and she manifested <laughs> in front of us. So, oh, Pam, listen. Oh, Keep look. doing the good thing. All right. We got more corners here. Media corner. Media corner. I think it's a big one this yes, week. Yes, it is a big one. Last week, I, I sat Elliot the fuck down yeah. and we watched Nanette. Ah, uh, uh, I... Which was even more brilliant to me my second time around I watching it. Do not have words. If you haven't watched it yet, turn off this podcast yes. right now. Actually, like actually, yeah. honestly, we're gonna wait for an hour and a <laughs> we half. We will wait. We'll just sit here. <laughs> but seriously, I don't want to speak for her or for it. But um, that was an actual transformative piece of art. That is absolutely all the art that I want is that absolutely. only. Like it not only like made me want to. Um, take up stand-up again but it also made me never want to ever do stand-up because nothing i ever do will ever be as good as that obviously nothing ever like could ever be that good you know um it's but it's funny i like what i will say is just stick with it like because i've I've had some people say oh yeah like i watched the first half and then it's funny because without giving any spoilers like it's almost two different pieces that is the same piece so make sure you watch the whole thing yeah, it's it's um it's expertly written. Yes, I knew what was you coming. Need, you must watch to the end. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I knew it was coming, so I like watched it with that lens the whole time. Right. We're being too vague. Just fucking watch, just it. watch it. Sorry for being yeah. faggy vague. And then after that, we watched fucking Pose. Every single episode of Pose, <laughs> which like I'm was happy to rewatch that too. It is maybe the best show I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna say it is. It's my favorite thing I've yeah. ever seen. I, I don't want to watch any other TV. No. Nope. Like, after I finished Pose, I tried to put on, what's that stupid show? Glow? That stupid The wrestler one? Wrestler yeah, show. yeah. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. Nothing matters anymore because of Pose. I know, it's true. It's so fucking, well, it's renewed for a second season, which That's is exciting. Um, I'm embarrassed, though, because it's been a week. And, like, I've been sick and lying in bed. And I watched Nanette. Every episode of Pose. Mm-hmm. I've seen every episode of Killing Eve. Oh, I'm dying to see that show. It's really good. It's no Pose. Nothing is Pose ever. Um, but it's pretty queer in itself. And it's very amazing. And Sandra Oh just like Sandra steals oh, the show. Fucking Canadians represent. Sandra, she had all the same acting teachers as I did. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. Why did you turn out the way you did? <laughs> just kidding it's the hair she, um, did you hear uh because obviously everyone <laughs> it's funny my other friend who listens said to me the other day she, i didn't know you liked oh leah said this i didn't know you liked Grey's anatomy so much so i've really outed myself yeah you really but, have like, she was so fucking excellent on that show and of course she played a supporting role and so when she got the call from her agent do you know this no no i she don't got the call from her agent uh for killing eve for ki- killing eve uh, she was like, what's the role? And her agent was like, it's it's Eve. And she was like, no, there's got to be a mix-up. There's got to be a mistake. Aww. And her agent was like, no, it's Eve. Why don't you think, why do you think that? And she said, like, there's an article she said, she sat down and she was like, fuck, this is how racist the system is. Wow. As an, a Korean-Canadian actor, I never thought that I would get a lead role on a show. Holy shit. And she was, and she was sort of hit all at once. Like that's the reality, or it, maybe not the uh, clearly not the reality because she got the role, which is amazing. But, but like, yeah. that's what she's had to grow up with and internalize to such a degree yeah. of not even be able to like believe. to not herself believe it. That's wild. Oh, that makes me just want to rewatch it, which I probably right. will. And she's nominated for an Emmy for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I completely understand that. Yeah, one she's thing, such a good actor. I could watch her read a menu. My one critique of that show is that it's based on a series of, of books that I haven't looked into, but I will say probably aren't written the best because some of it, I'm like, like it, it leans full into quirky. It's like if quirky Diablo... Quirky Yeah, like it's like if Diablo Cody like wrote Juno as like a spy novel kind of. It's so weird. Okay. It's it's very bizarre. Maybe that's wrong. It's it's way darker than nice than that, but I can't wait to see it. Um my partner like couldn't with it. Just like stopped watching. Oh. He liked it, but he like didn't care to keep going. Last thing is everyone watched Sharp Objects. It's so good. It's HBO. It's based on Jillian. Is it Gillian or Jillian? Flynn. I think Jillian Flynn's novel of the same name, Sharp Objects, about a reporter who goes back to her hometown in I think Missouri. Um, to investigate a double homicide, and she has to un- like uncover all the dark secrets of her past, and it's really good. 
Well, babies, I guess you have some uh, media to watch. Yeah, hopefully none of you have jobs because <laughs> we just listed everything in the world. Ugh, um, Tom, I have like a news thing that goes into a poem. As okay. bizarre as that sounds. Do you want me to do that now or after? Oh, I just have a quick... Um, Please. Another corner. Mm-hmm. Sorry to take up so much time. No. Um, this is a... Ontario education is burning corner. Okay. Um, so uh, obviously we talk about the health curriculum a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not getting better. It's, uh, no, it is getting better because um, Lisa Thompson, who's the minister of education is waffling and like is such an idiot. Yes. That she like can't speak words. Like I saw an interview with her and she was like utterly incapable of even speaking to a camera. Mm-hmm. Like about about it, and she, and she just had the same one line over and over and over, which was like, "We're gonna this, we're gonna look into this. Like, we're gonna do an extensive like revamp of the curriculum." It's like, okay, bitch, when? Anyway, um, the the deputy, the sorry, the deputy prime minister Christine Elliott said that uh, teachers should be encouraged and can discuss uh, issues not included. In the sex ed curriculum, yeah, in private, oh, with the students, that doesn't seem right at all. Oh no, what? No, no. Anyone with a brain would know that that is a terrible idea. Also, you can't privately tell students about sex ed when it's not on the curriculum. Parents will get these teachers so fired. Up. And also, number one, you should never be privately talking to a student about like that's what they teach us ever in school. Like you should never be one on one with a student. No, it honestly Let sounds like talking about sex. Dear God, it sounds like what she wants teachers to get fired. Like it wants yeah. to like out these people for trying to fucking educate. So our government is literally like imploding on itself. Yeah, actually, around this issue, um, and t- teachers are scratching their heads because they're like. We, this was all good. Yeah. Why are you setting fire to this system? And not even just that. Like mental health, um, uh, Doug Ford has decided to siphon, I think, one point like nine million dollars out of the budget into policing because that fucking makes sense. Like that doesn't. I can't. And like at a like a really strange power move, he's taking Toronto City Councilors from forty-seven down to twenty-five, which is like just. Undemocratic, And he's completely rewriting all of the ward maps at the time of the mayoral election. He's going to totally strip power from people who needed it. Like, I can't... It's it's nonsense. Anyway, listen, everyone. Like, sorry that we, we can't get over Ontario politics. I know there's I way more happening in it. Canada than that. I know there's way more happening in the world. But just, but just, like, after watching America from seemingly the sidelines to have what feels like similar politics in front of us is so... It's just... It's a bizarre feeling. And the rage is so... I can't believe this man is in power, and I just, I want him gone. I Me too. I just want him stricken from the universe. I know. And we're white men, so. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, on people who should be stricken from the universe, can I? <laughs> yes, I please. have a piece of news. So 45 is our name for the President of the United States. Uh Recently, not our name. I mean, like, sorry, on this podcast, when we say forty-five, we are referring to uh, DT. Um, He went uh, photo from the from the Oval Office endorsing Janine Pirro's book. Oh fuck! Liars, leakers, and liberals: colon the case against the anti-Trump conspiracy. Now, I don't know if you guys know who Janine Pirro is, but she's a former Republican politician and a TV host. So that is... What is she a TV host of? I actually don't know. Okay, good. Um, I don't what? even think I, I could ever see a Let's thing that she... not even mention that. No. Um, yeah. sh- sorry, Artemis might turn this whole podcast off. Um, so literally, this is against the law. In the U.S. Office of Government Ethics document, it states, an employee shall not use his public office for his own private gain, which I hate the his, that seems fucked up, um, or the endorsement of any product, service, or enterprise. So Trump is fuck 45 is literally uh pushing like uh, like a right-wing republican person writing a book about the conspiracy of his own government i can't even when will it end speaking of going mad with power yeah when do we when does someone step in and be like hey stop doing illegal things yeah why does he keep getting away with everything I i fully can't tell you um this this led me to to just ponder this poem um can may i may i take a moment and read you a poem thomas Sure, absolutely. Anything yeah. To, do you think it, 
Will it cheer me up? Both. It'll both you. You'll be lots. It'll both me. (laughs) Gemini. Exactly. It'll double you. Um, Okay, so this is a poem written by Zoe Leonard in 1992, uh, who was a New York artist, feminist, and activist. Uh, It's recently gained popularity because in 2016, queer artist Mickey Blanco recited the poem, renewing interest. Honestly, stop the podcast, listen to Mickey (laughs) Blanco's, and just skip me saying it because, like, it's unnecessary, but I want to read it to Tom right now. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so the poem reads... I want a dyke for president. I want a person with AIDS for president, and I want a fag for vice president. And I want someone with no health insurance. And I want someone who grew up in a place where the earth is so saturated with toxic waste that they didn't have a choice but getting leukemia. I want a president that had an abortion at 16. And I want a candidate who isn't the lesser of two evils. And I want a president who lost their last lover to AIDS, who still sees who still sees that in their eyes every time they lay down to rest, who held their lover in their arms and knew they were dying. I want a president with no air conditioning, a president who has stood in line at the clinic, at the DMV, at the welfare office, and has been unemployed and laid off and sexually harassed and gay-bashed and deported. I want someone who has spent the night in the tombs and has cross-burned on their lawn and survived rape. I want someone who has been in love and been hurt, who respects sex, who has made mistakes and learned from them. I want a black woman for president. I want someone with bad teeth and an attitude, someone who has eaten that nasty hospital food, someone who cross-dresses and has done drugs and has been in therapy. I want someone who has committed civil disobedience. And I don't and I want to know why this isn't possible. I want to know why I want to know why we started learning somewhere down the line that the president is always a clown, always a John and never a hooker, always a boss and never a worker, always a liar, always a thief and never caught. Sorry. <laughs> may have been the wrong day to read that to you Tom (laughs) isn't that so powerful and this was in 1992 (sighs) I'm so sorry that was such a bad idea no I loved it I'm sorry I'm just crying about something else no I loved it I just loved it I fuck fuck I'm so I love that poem I want to write it on my goddamn wall I want to get tattooed down the shaft of my penis like I'll do that if you want to just love it it's phenomenal everything about it I don't I don't you know yeah I don't even want to comment on it Mm -hmm. because there's no point yeah so um we we need artists art art will help right no i just want to i want to address it because why not i don't know if you should i think you're gonna be upset that you did no i'm gonna be vague about it okay i'm running into trouble a little bit obviously i should have expected it this podcast and the work i do in education as an artist and um and that was probably really powerful it's really speaking to me right now because we need to be louder we need more artists and i don't want to quiet down i want to be louder we need more not less and i think everyone should yes too yes there's a million things that we'd like to say but that we can't um i'm not gonna stop no and i think everyone listening would agree hopefully um now is not the time to be quiet and now is not the time to lay down and I'm really sorry this episode took a very serious turn, everyone. You should have known that when it's double almond, like you're not gonna <laughs> double almond. We were in trouble. For you're double not gonna get in the beginning. You're not gonna get goof laughs with double almond. I promise. Ugh. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Um, let's let's roll on. Back you have something for me, right? Like, but I just talked a whole bunch. Do you want to go? No. Next? I, no. I think I should go at the end because mine's a bit, a little bit more like. No. Oh, what a cute like top. Like, um, ender topper. I can't speak, which is a huge problem because my job is speaking. Tom doesn't when it's kind of like a, like a top, like mm, and just like waved his wrists around. Like, I'm curious to see what your my top brain is. is melting out my ears. Like that poem fucked me. Oh, okay. I had goosebumps the entire. Okay, um, so listen, we love pose so much that we just want everyone to love Pose as much as yes. we do. Watch the show. We just want to talk about it for the episode, so we're going to. Fully and completely. Um, <laughs> and sorry, not sorry. Yeah. We didn't discuss this, but I feel like we should do favorite scenes at some point. Um, okay, yeah, but how? Okay. I don't know. One thing I will say is I hate a midnight color in July. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say, and you need to all watch and figure out what the fuck I, I mean. It. I love it. Um, so, okay, yeah. So on, on the theme of Pose... Uh, 
when I was watching, I remembered that a few years ago I had read an ethnography by a guy named David Valentine, and it's called Imagining Transgender, an Ethnography of a Category. And in this ethnography, uh, he's conducting research in the mid to late 90s in New York. Uh, He works as an outreach worker for um, AIDS activism and safe sex. And there's one scene that he goes to three different balls. And I just thought it's a a cool place to start because uh, the three balls he goes to, the first one is the clubhouse in Hell's Kitchen. And it's frequented mainly by young black and Latin people. And I say Latin because it's a gender neutral one with the X. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Is it Latinx? I'm actually not sure. I don't think so. Uh, so, yeah. So, black and Latin people at this ball, which is, like, basically what the kind of balls were that Pose yeah. um, focuses on. But, like, also interesting is that he goes to two other balls. The next one is called the Annual Crossdressers um, International Debutante Ball, which is actually mostly <laughs> straight, white, middle-class male crossdressers, so-called crossdressers, uh, who they get together for their most formal annual event. But oh, that's interesting because that's taking... I, I kind of like that in a way because like the debutante ball like it's yeah. just such a part of like white waspy culture like southern like coming that, out like I love queering that yeah like, it's that's definitely fun to, like it's that's how they can sort of show their anyway go on. no 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 please continue like I agree um please interject at any point in this uh <laughs> Tom you're just so undone right now <laughs> like this is like I'm unraveling at the like seams. Tapeworm Tom just <laughs> slithering through this week right now. Um, I'm an abscess on you. <laughs> so at the debutante ball, uh, like David Valentine says, everyone is ostensibly straight, and the majority of their wives um, don't actually know that that they're doing this. So it's a very like counterculture, oh. interesting, um, interesting exploration of gender identity. Um, then the third ball. This one's kind of crazy. It's Night of a Thousand Gowns Ball in the New York City Hilton Ballroom, which is a philanthropic... Hilton? Yeah. Okay. Right? It's a philanthropic social group of mostly white and well-off gay male drag performers. So it's interesting because he, like, he charts the different... Yeah. He charts the different identities, um, and the second ball is, like, um, men and trans people, mostly, like, like, transsexuals. There's a few of them. And then the third one is, like, just gay men like mm. everyone is like a gay man in drag you're men only and the first like a ball gay bar. yeah like literally um and the first ball is like all the identities you see in pose uh so obviously the most interesting obviously the most interesting yeah uh and so like what what i done is i, I kind of went through and did the categories from this cool and then i thought like hmm, there must be a better resource than like a white male anthropologist even though he's gay even though he was doing outreach work it like still sat kind of weird okay so i actually found a website from a house that gave all the categories of the ball oh cool which is interesting but before i move on to that i will just say so in the david valentine thing uh what he says is that at balls people participate or walk with or to get into houses and the houses are either run by a mother or a father or both um and then most houses are named after fashion designers so I went to Wiki, and I'll just read off some of the notable houses. Um, so they're the House of Ninja, the House of Aviance. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the House of Extravaganza, who actually, the grandfather, Hector Extravaganza, is alive today and consulted on Pose. Yeah, cool. Which is so Fuck interesting. Yes, that's so cool. Um, there's the House of Princess, the House of Labasia, House of Dupree, House of Amazon, House of Mugler, or Mugler, House of Balenciaga, House of Ebony, House of Garçon. Garson, I don't know. Um, but those are like some of the notable ones, uh-huh. um, which I just find really interesting. So I am going to go. I did all this research from the David Valentine thing, then just found this website. And I think I'm just going to go from there. Cool. It's the House of Naftali website. So these are the vocabularies um, invoking. Vogue-cabularies? Vogue cabularies? Vogue. It's it. literally vogue cabularies. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> As if I missed that pun. Like, I should have. Should have got that. Oh my god! I'm literally. <laughs> Tom Jesse, like, I need you here. Tom I'm just like throwing cups and kicked over a mug. You're like cats. Rihanna smashing fucking. plates, breaking dishes. Oh, oh god! Listen, I'm so over the top that it's like, um, it's so symbolic. It is. Yeah, it's very <laughs> symbolic. I can't stop picturing you as a tapeworm, which makes no sense. Oh god! I don't know why. You're just like, like slithery that. and like goofy. I don't like that. Like, look at how much there is, though. I feel like I might need to curb this. There's papers upon papers. Papers upon papers. So I'll just do, like, a few... Like, Binders full of women. A few, like, in interesting things. Um, so, I will say, 
interestingly from david valentine's what he saw in the 90s is noteworthy because this is how he describes the categories as an outside perspective okay so realness categories require someone to look as much as their chosen gender as possible i know the language of chosen is inappropriate but mm-hmm. this book was written a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, um, realness is shaped by racialization and class. So masculine realness can be expressed by looking like a white business exec or like a black banshee boy. So there's like, you know what I mean? Like spectrums within it. Yeah. Um, and then interestingly, he says there's no realness category for women. It's always occupational. So either it's school girl, school girl real, realness or runway model realness, etc. It's okay. not just like woman realness. I see. Um, and then so he also says female bodied people who present as women do not have to prove their realness. They're already considered real. So they don't have to walk in those categories. Um, I see. Yeah. Also, so... Uh, Interestingly, this, I saw a contradiction from the website, but David Valentine says that um, the category man doesn't actually make sense at a ball, because if you are there and male-bodied, you're assumed to be a queen of some variety. Okay. <clears throat> okay, yep. so moving on to the House of Naphtali website. Here's the vocabulary. Angel is a Vogue performer with softer and daintier execution. Arms control is a category solely dedicated to the dexterity and coordination of one's sleight of hand, arm, and wrist movements. So it's like the hand tricks that you see. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's just like get to some of the good ones. Devil is a Vogue femme performer with dramatic and stunt-filled execution, which I fucking love. Um, Dutch walk, sorry, duck walk. My printer's not very good, and it printed all liney. I picture, like, an old-timey Dutch pirate, walk. like, some, like, Dutch ice cream. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all know what duck walk is, but it's defined as crouching, foot sliding, and scooting movement, requiring balance on the scooting balls of movement. the feet. Sashaying in a squatted position. I love all that. Um, I'm going to get to the... Um, <laughs> Uh, Kanti is ultra feminine. Also, Kanti. Yeah, also interchangeable with Ova. There is, to feel it is to be totally absorbed in the moment. Um, a goddess, or god or a goddess, a title paired with a particular category winner, either currently or consistently. Examples include label god, always serves this category, head to toe, and face goddess, dare, defy, dare anyone defy her. Cool. So like the goddess would be Electra in pose right right um because no one no one defies her um so i'm like a trash god you are a trash god yeah i might try and defy you on that (laughs) um honestly if there's literally pages of this i would just say everyone go to this website the house of naphtali n-a-p-h-t-a-l-i and check it out um but so here so here's like the categories which i find interesting so butch queens are gay males regardless to which end of masculine feminine scale they choose to identify with um so when, when you walk a category as a butch queen it specifies what spectrum so it's like masculine butch or feminine butch okay uh femme queens males at varying stages of gender reassignment from the time they start taking female hormones they're no longer bqs when you have a biologically androgynous male there exists the flexibility to compete in categories designated for either butch queens or femme queens provided there aren't any additional prerequisites whoa that's a lot of fine print it's so this thing is so hard to parse out so butch queens in drag are gay males that do drag but have not started taking female hormones they may have their own categories or complete with the femme queens in some instances so women or female is biological this division does not demand a particular or particular sexual orientation but does lean toward a feminine demeanor uh, butches, as opposed to butch queens, so this is someone who's referred to as a male illusionist. They're generally classified as masculine le- lesbians, but any female possessing manly appearance and mannerisms can qualify, regardless of sexual preference. Um, again, like there's just actually so many of these. Uh, I really like the the one Amazon is for runway contestants, the tall division, regardless of gender. <laughs> so you can walk in Amazon if you're just tall. So as I could fuck. walk in Amazon. Yeah, you actually probably could. Hmm. Um, what else? Chop. To disqualify, oh, yeah. like a process of elimination, big boy slash girl is a class of ball competitors, usually 250 pounds and over. Yeah, It's cool. luscious for the ladies. Uh, big th- boy or luscious? Yeah. Okay, cool. This is also like, so a lot of this, you can see how like queer language today is come, like came from this because the word come for is to challenge, like don't come for me. Started in the ball scene, which gays now say all the time. Um, bring it 
a challenge, Call of Defiance, uh, come on down, you're the next contestant. Sometimes contestants are allowed to call out a rival. Uh, Virgin is a first time who's never walked in a particular category. Um, and then to walk is to enter a category. I walked in a, in a ball before. I can't even remember what the category was, but I got chopped because you weren't supposed to po- like you weren't supposed to pose. Right. You're supposed to just walk in whatever this category is up and down. Were you there? Uh, I had like a wedding dress on. I think I was. And I was wearing like an army jacket. Yes. And a baseball hat. Yes. Yes. And uh, I was chopped. I was so drunk. I don't even remember you walking. You're such. You're so supportive. I'm so sorry. It was before like <laughs> you really liked me, and I was just like at the events you were at. That's so not true. You're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like we no, were like don't. we weren't like real friends. We were like gay friends. I don't understand what that means. I Listen. always liked you. Yeah. Right. Like, um, <laughs> I'm so surprised. Wait. I need to pause. I mean, not actually. I need to pause this. Why? No, it's like. Well, like, when, when I first met you, we weren't, like, close, close. Like, we were, like, you'd invite me out to things, but you know what I mean? Okay. Does that make sense? Right. We're way closer You're now than we... You're just talking about an evolution of any kind of friendship. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I read as you not liking me. Okay. Because I'm conceited and everything <laughs> needs to revolve directly around me. Good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Okay, go on. Okay, listen, I love this. So this is a flyer um, from an October 25, uh, 1997 ball. It was called the Great Ball of Fire. I'm awesome. just gonna I'm just gonna read a few of these fucking so fucking categories. So in the Butch Queen category, we have the Butch Queen Bazaar. Bring the ultimate scandalous coat. <laughs> you can win fifty dollars for that coat. Yeah, awesome. um, Butch Queen face with a satin pillow as a prop. Butch Queen Vogue, old way versus new way. You have Butch Queen body. Bring me your fantasy of safer sex, which I love. Because it's like 97, um, and it's like all about safe sex at the okay, time. Okay, cool. Um, oh, I see. I, you I know see. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we have Butch Queen Runway is looking like a male, but walking cunt, which yes. I absolutely love that. Yes. Um, this one I love. <laughs> Butch Queen Fag Out, Revenge of the Nerds, Safer Sex is the Key, Keep It Clean Girls. That's cool. a category. Um, oh, so what? Okay, yeah. So we have Femme Queen. Uh, face with an ova mask reveal the carta. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I think ova is cunty. So it's like a cunty mask reveal. I don't know what the carta is. This cool. is like butchering this for anyone who's <laughs> listening who actually knows what this is. Open to all. There's extravaganza, uh, sequins, feathers, and beads. There's a parent-child runway where you wear competing outfits. Um, there's also Designer's Delight, Haute Couture, made out of latex, plastic, vinyl, or all three. Cute. And so I picked those ones because, like, you actually see those categories in pose being walked. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which are so fucking yeah. cool, and I absolutely love it. I would love to be on the fucking, in the, the writer's room on that show. I know, it would like, be amazing. I just also love on the wall. doing, like, the research now. They just kind of got it spot on. They obviously dramatized, unfictionalized a lot of it. Of course, it's a TV show. But, like, not like TV shows usually do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I love. Anyway, yeah, Tom, what do you have? Cool. Well, I was just like, I'm really blown away by um, the actors in this show. Yeah. Um, there's f- um, five um, actresses, uh, trans women of color, mm-hmm. and um, five main ones. Obviously, there's much more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, oh, I think Blanca is my favorite character of any show I've ever seen in my life. Me too. It's offensive to me that that character doesn't exist in real life. Although she probably does. Yes. In some form. Yes. I completely agree. But I want to know more about these actors because why not? Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear? Yes, please. Okay. So let's start with Blanca. Please. Uh, This is uh, MJ Rodriguez. How old do you think she is? 32. She's 27. Oh, now I feel really bad. Why? I don't know. You're right. She comes off as, as older, I think. Uh, she was born in Newark, New Jersey. She okay. started acting at 11 years old. And she prayed to become a female ever since she was seven. Oh, my God. Um, she came out uh, when she was 14. And that's when she started in the ball scene. Whoa. Young, young, young. Cool. Um, she says her drag father, but she doesn't say who that is. Yeah. Uh, taught her how to Vogue. And then that's how she sort of entered into the, the scene. Oh, I love that. So like young, young, young babies. That's so cool. 
Um, she went to the Berkeley School of Music. And MJ, do you, do you have any idea where she got the name MJ from? No. Any guesses? Uh, Michael Jackson? <laughs> like Interesting guess. It's actually named, she's named herself after Mary Jane Watson from Spider-Man. Cool. Yeah. I was she's gonna a big say, comic book geek. I love that. I was going to say Mary J. Blige, but I don't know the timing. Yeah. If that would make sense. That's so cool. Yeah. It obviously wouldn't be Michael Jackson. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it was just like the first thing that I... No, no, it's fine. Um, so when she, she landed the role Angel in Rent, I don't know if you know Rent very well. Yeah. But it's like the obviously a wonderful role for her yeah um and she was in the off-broadway uh, production remount of that in 2011 and then she just like destroyed with awards and accolades from that role cool um so that's how she started to become a little more mainstream um after that show closed she decided that she would um fully transition cool so she went dark from the scene mm-hmm. luckily when she came back as the beautiful woman she is uh, her representation supported her, oh, which wow. is like pretty crazy and amazing. Wait, um, so what time period would this be? Roughly, this is uh, 2011, 2012. Okay, she wa- she just broke out into the scene because she's an incredible actor. So yeah, I'm not surprised. But she was in shows like Nurse Jackie, okay, and The Carrie Diaries, which no I way. assume is like Sex and the City, the earlier. It's prequel, cool, yeah. Terrible. It is. I've heard it's terrible. Um, <laughs> And she was in Luke Cage. Oh, no way. So she is the first trans actor and trans character in the Marvel, uh, in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. That's exciting, but I'm also furious because Luke Cage came out in like 2017. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Still, though. Yeah. And uh, she was, and then she was in that uh, amazing movie, Saturday Church. Oh, fuck. We we still haven't. I have it on my computer. We need to watch it. So let's have a dickwick movie night and watch that. And then you can all watch it and we can all talk about it. Yeah. And by that, I mean, we'll talk and you'll listen. (laughs) (laughs) But like also like send us emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, um, that's MJ. Cool. Before we move on from Blanca's character, I just want to say her in that show. I've recently been like confused if I want kids or not, et cetera, et cetera. But I actually want children because she's such an amazing mother in that show. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Parenting matters so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And her impact is like, mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, fucking she's the best. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and and it's that's cool what you just said, I think, because like parenting could mean so many things now. Exactly. Not just necessarily like biologically your children. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we have India Moore. She plays Angel yeah. on the show, who's like tragic and lovely, mm-hmm. and is a sex worker, mm-hmm. um, also living in the house. And how old do you think that actor is? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. No way. You're right. Weird. Yeah, I I can't believe you guessed twenty-three. That is young. Oh yeah, she looks like a baby. That is so young. It's interesting too because like I wonder if she's named after the category of angel. In the ball scene. Oh, right. You know Quite what I mean? possibly. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much angel involved. Because yeah. the actor who plays Lil Papi, who I really want to desperately have sex with, yeah. is named Angel, too. Um, my mom always says desperation is not a good color on anyone. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe just, like, change that in that description. I was being dramatic, so how dare your mom through you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, India was born in the Bronx. Um, and she was uh, in and out of foster care. And she started modeling at 15. I fully believe that. She's gorgeous. And, like, modeling, like, she hit, like, she hit big young, young. Wow. Like, 15, she was doing Gucci, GQ, Christian Dior. Oak. What? Um, yeah, shit like that. Makes me a little bit uncomfortable when, like, kids under 18 are doing things like that definitely but definitely get your life get it babe that's amazing um she was on snl with Katy perry what oh like at that dinner table that, thing that terrible whatever terrible performance like. i'm happy that um i'm happy she was there yeah i'm happy the that exposure I, was happening but i wish that never happened i, know, <laughs> like, I agree i totally agree <laughs> Um, and then she was also in Saturday Church. Fuck off. We need to watch this shit. Oh my God. Um, right. And so she has a new show coming out that she's the executive uh, executive director. Wow. I'm what? executive producer on. 
Um, and the star of. It's filming in Japan. It's called A Magic Hour. Oh, cool. And it's like a sci-fi horror type thing. Sign me right the fuck up. Yeah. That's and my she's favorite. really big on, and I agree. We, I've seen this this rhetoric online more and more of like trans um, actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being trans is a part of who they are, but it's only a little part of who yes. they are. And trans actors want to portray a vast myriad of different people just yes. like every other actor. And so she's really big on that, and that's why that this this magic hour seems to be a cool thing. Like, like like she's yeah, playing she's a, a trans person. person. Oh, I, I don't know. I okay. don't know if she's trans or cis in the show. Right. But I, the show's not about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I did see. I saw a panel too where people were discussing like, um, should trans actors play cis people? It's like that's not even a discussion. Of course, you know what I mean. Like, of course they should, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that <clears throat> it's okay for cis people to play trans people. Yes, of course. You know what I mean. Yeah. It's just because there's no roles, very little roles for trans actors. So right. Anyway. Scarlett Johansson took all of them. Exactly. <laughs> her apology was pretty great. Yeah, I'm going to give her that. You're absolutely right. Because, yeah, we're all learning. Yes. It's okay to fuck up. But then you have to apologize and move on. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's okay to fuck up. Yeah. It's, it's a complicated world. Yes. These identities are complicated. Yes. Totally. She's very private about her past and her personal life. This is, but going back to India, um, which is her prerogative yeah it's totally fine so i didn't get a whole lot on her uh but she is a big activist political activist and she wants to be known for that cool i just want to say this she dedicated her performance uh in pose to naomi hersey who was a somali trans woman who was murdered in london in march um so this is the quote she said naomi's murder in that london hotel this year could have been angel's story no one wants to be alone and everyone wants to be loved her favorite thing to do was watching television. It pains me to know that Naomi is no longer here and that she will not get to see herself represented in Pose. Wow. And India said uh, she does hope that the series will help change people's idea of love and family to encompass the existence of communities uh, that would they would not have normally considered. Wow. We, we talked about Naomi on the podcast. Right. And Travis Alabanza was a very active part in advocating for that. Right, right, right. So fucking tragic. Yeah. So it's like, I'm really, like, India just seems so fucking kick-ass to me. Yeah. Because she's so, like, she really is an activist. And she's 23 and, like, she's out there. She's 23. Educating people. Right. I and love you're it. you're 23, 24? 24. And you're garbage. Yeah, it's true. I'm on a decline. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp decline. Um. Yeah. And then we have the wonderfully amazing Dominique Jackson. Jesus. I, who is a fucking wonder. Like. She's a wonder of the world. I can't. At first, her acting is really jarring. Like, I've had a few, a number of people tell me, oh, they, they don't necessarily like her acting on the show. Yeah. And I want to slap them. So I'm like, <laughs> it's a fucking choice. It's a choice. You it's wanna, a bold choice. You want to lecture them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every word is said with such poise. You know? And it's it's like, true. It's amazing. It is it's amazing. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie I was thrown off by her acting at first but by the end of it I needed more like I, I need everything in my life to be delivered with that amount of force yeah it's it's a choice not only I think by the the character but also by the actor seeing her Instagram videos I'm like <laughs> yeah. oh no she is that like person. I want like, her to be that extra and yeah I think she is I think she is happy as well. about it. yeah so those of you coming for her acting stop it get out of here <laughs> get out of here um so Dominique Jackson, also known as Tyra Allure Ross. Okay. She just has a different, another name. Oh, cool. Yeah. And how old do you think she is? I want to say she's 51. How old okay. is she? Yeah, you're close. It's 53. Okay. But I was hit by a truck. 53? I mean, like... And, that and, and, bitch looks 40. I don't know. In a non-offensive way, I feel like she totally looks 50. Wow. But she's gorgeous at it. I don't think that's anything bad. I just had no... I Honestly, I didn't. Like, I mean, her cheekbones do, like, take off 10 years on each side. <laughs> I just... <laughs> um, I just can't believe that there's... I don't know. Whatever. I had no idea she was that old. Why, why are you laughing? I'm laughing because, like, <laughs> I just keep taking the wind out of your sails, like, <laughs> again and again. Um, so... Uh, Dominique was born in Scarborough, Tobago. I was going to be like, what? Yeah. Where's... Just, oh, okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird that you only ever hear it as Trinidad and Tobago, but... Yeah, well, I wrote down Trinidad and Tobago, but then I crossed out Trinidad because, as I was going to say later, but I'll say now, um, 
she wrote uh, a memoir called The Transsexual from Tobago. Oh, okay. So for whatever reason, she wants to yep. be from Tobago. So let's read that book. Yeah, yeah, actually. I'm dying to read it. Yeah. Uh, she says that she um, had a lot of trauma as a child. Um, sex abuse and different things like that. Oh, That's no. what she said in an interview to Oxygen. And she fled to the U.S. when she was 18 um, after n- not being accepted as a trans woman by her family, um, which would have been a long time ago. Yeah. So I, can't, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, but she's since modeled for a lot of uh, her life uh, um, um, for Vogue España. Oh, cool. Yep. Nice and she was in a, Recently, she was in a reality show called Strut. So you have to look that up. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, but she was in that show. Her wedding was actually featured on the show to her partner, Al, who is a fucking, like, beefcake of hotness. Like, that couple is so hot. I want to look them up. Can I get in the middle of that? Don't think you can. Okay. <laughs> Don't think that's here. <laughs> They've been together since the late 90s. Aw. Uh, yeah. That's so sweet. So, dumb, yeah, she's also hilarious to follow on Instagram. Please, everyone go follow her. I think it's Dominique A.R. Jackson. Like, yeah. she's... All of them. Just follow A.R. everyone. A.R. Ross, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, these are these three women who just, like, give them everything. Yeah, seriously. Like, I just... They've really inspired me, even though, you know, they're actors and activists, and mm-hmm. I just... I want them to get all the spotlight, so... I refuse that's to watch. Why I, that's why I took my segment to talk about that. I love that. Oh well. You refuse to watch what? I refuse to watch anything that isn't Pose. Like yeah, ever. I know. Like I I'm can't. just going to keep watching it. Yeah. On fucking repeat. Like I have a soccer game to go to later, but I think I'm just gonna skip it and watch Pose. That's so straight of you to go to soccer. I know. <laughs> on this, the day me. that we talk about the ball scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I will say about about my piece is that it was incredibly non-exhaustive, and I just realized at a certain point that I was like reading definitions, and I also don't want to like insert my voice in a place where it isn't. I just like. I just think some context, if you are going to watch the show, um, at least do a bit of research. And hopefully this episode has given you a bit of like pre-ground context. This is interesting. This is not in the same vein as what we're talking about. But Evan Peters is in the show. And he was saying that all his life, he's only ever really wanted to do comedy. And every Ryan Murphy thing he's in, he's like doom and gloom. He's either like a serial killer or a school shooter. Or in this show, he plays like a very conflicted, um, depressed man you i guess you could say uh and he was just saying like he was driving home one day and just started screaming because he's like internalizing all these feelings from all these horrible stories yeah i can only imagine sounds like actor bullshit but also so real (laughs) because you have to actually insert yourself in that headspace and that must be so you know yeah it is actor bullshit but it's like it's it's real like if you play a part like you embody that that energy you embody that person then yeah did a white man take tragedy spotlight away? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's I I, I respect great. him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any other anecdotes? Um. Oh, my episode is live from Fat Fat Fib. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, fibs, and fairy tales. I love it. That sweet. Um, you can find that. Uh, it was. It's. It's. It's troublesome. It's uh, a little problematic. Um, what I will say is like trigger warning. Yeah, 100%. huge trigger warning. Um, uh, I feel like I didn't, um, I didn't set it up properly, and I didn't finish the story properly. I think that I think that when Matt comes on, you guys should do a small like retalk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like about the experience of telling your story. Yeah. Um, because it's what's funny, and like I'm gonna leave it vague so everyone goes and listens. It's episode three, but. Um, I've heard that story 15 times at parties and I've never heard it told the way that Tom told it on that podcast. I always heard it as a funny story. And I realize now that you had spun it, you like nanetted it in a sense to fit a paradigm to make people laugh. And that's not what actually happened. And um, I applaud you for your honesty. So I think everyone should go that's, listen. <laughs> that's an interesting takeaway. That's, um, but like, uh, uh, you're right. Uh, I didn't. In its its true retelling, which mm-hmm. I tried to do, mm-hmm. um, it is funny and it is sad and it is tragic. Yes, it's not black and white. Yes, it's 
all stories, all our experiences are great and problematic and funny. Yeah. And um, I guess I just didn't. <laughs> I don't need to apologize for it. But, no, no, you don't need to apologize. But, um, I still. Anyway, yes, you're right. We will re- revisit that story. Yeah. Because it I, does bring up a lot of, of stuff that we should be talking about, like consent yep. and addiction and... Um, like accountability. accountability. Yeah. Um, all I'm going to say as well, Becky Blue Clit, just listen for it. That's one of my favorite things Matt Sweet has ever said. <laughs> oh, Blue Clit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I have a really minor anecdote. Okay. So uh, my partner and I had that that grinder meetup. Oh yeah, you you said that you would update our listeners on yeah. your grinder. Okay, yeah. Cool. So actually, so um, the there was another guy who's supposed to come over, um, <laughs> who like my partner and I just like for safety reasons and for I don't have to explain myself reasons we tend not to have anal um, with a third party. Or like right away at the very least, and we had explained it to this one guy on Grinder. Um, my cat is losing her mind today. Um, we explained it to this guy. Long story short, he was a little bit pushy, and then was just like, "Okay, but like, well, I like I better get to rim one of you." And we're like, "No, like if you're not okay with what we're gonna lay down, then just don't." So everyone out there on Grinder, just don't push. If you're with a couple, just just find somebody else. If it's not what. You I would want. say don't push is yes a right great thing to say to anyone about ever anyone. Yeah. yeah like it's it's such an ugly like thing for sex like I'm not doing you a favor like I'm not gonna like at least let you do this like just correct be respectful that's a little moralistic story that I have <laughs> um, but then we met up with another guy that we met from Grinder um, and we had a really fun night it was really messy Cute. we went out on the balcony the next day and there was like a cigarette smoked from the wrong end and just like a <laughs> wine glass on the ground and just like so we had a fun time messy just messy as I shit love it. um but made a friend and he's super cute and we were texting uh and geography came up and all he says is <laughs> based on your podcast elliot i know that you have a problem with geography that's amazing <laughs> which i'm furious <laughs> about and how fucking dare you i love that we got that out in episode one i hate it i hate it i hate it that's why when you said tobago i was like don't say anything <laughs> like just don't comment but i can't help it i can't not run my stupid fucking ignorant mouth uh, every time well that's what the people want. That is, give, give them. Let them eat my cake, is what I always say. <laughs> Except not if you're pushy. <laughs> not, no. You don't get to at least rim me. <laughs> I'll present the cake if I want you to eat the cake. Consent, bitches. Okay. Eat my lemon hot cakes with maple syrup. Oh, oh. You did literally eat my lemon hot cakes with maple syrup this morning, and that is not a euphemism. Literally did. There were some blueberries on there, nice and mushy. Some blue clits. Frozen, not fresh. Um, silver linings. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> let's let's get some blue waffles up in here. All right, listen, I've had a fucking tough week. I know. I can't. I I think a, thinking of a silver lining right now is gonna really help me. Yeah. I just have to think about it. Would you like me to go first? Yeah. Okay, you can go first. So, this one I was gonna talk about any of the four shows that we already talked about. Yeah. So scratch all of that. <laughs> um, but so my partner and I. Listen, I know I'm sick. I know this was dumb. But Can we give your partner a euphemism from now? Like a sorry, not a euphemism. Like uh, a name? A pseudonym from now? Okay, on? like uh like Chucky? Ew. Ew yeah, no, no I don't it like can't that. Be Chucky. I don't like Chucky. What about something like really like Richard or something? I like Richard. Um I have an uncle named Richard. Um okay. I want to go for like uh Frank. Frank? Ooh, I went on a cottage ex- escape with a guy named Frank. Um, <laughs> I hope if you're listening, hi Frank. Um, okay, what's a really weird name? Uh, Geraldo. Geraldo, is that like? Oh, that was white of me to say yeah. that that was a weird name. Um, Great. I love this. Let's just keep going. I, I know what you're going for something like maybe he's a sugar daddy, like old, like like is always on his high horse. Okay. Side saddle. Um, like Hidalgo. Hidalgo? <laughs> Isn't that the horse that Viggo Mortensen rides? Viggo Mortensen. I do there? not know. A movie Let's called- call him Viggo. Let's call him Viggo. Amazing. I'm not going to remember that, but Viggo mm-hmm. and I were hanging out and I was sick. Uh, and I thought like maybe mushrooms will help, like magic mushrooms. Uh-huh. Um, so we did them, <laughs> just him and I. And like, I had such an amazing night with him we sat on the bed Elliot, high as fuck already told this. No, no 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 this is different this is a different mushroom time um trust me i just have really good mushrooms right okay. now uh so we sat in the bed 
and we literally read an atlas, that atlas right there, for two hours, going over demographics, talking about the world, talking about geography, which I'm so proud of myself. Um, and then we got to the part about <laughs> space, because it like basically zooms out. Uh-oh. And we started reading about like our cosmic address, which was like the galaxy to like the super cluster to like everything. And mm-hmm. we found out that within the large cluster of of galaxies, 95% of the mass is the void. So like... Okay. Okay, so like in space, so like in space, our closest neighbor, we're the Milky Way galaxy, our closest neighbor is the Andromeda galaxy, which is roughly 2 million light years away. That might be wrong. I don't care. What are you getting to? All I'm getting to, so we got stuck on the void. Most, Mostly everything in the universe is darkness. It's nothing. And it's scared us so much that we were like talking about why life should matter. And we just came up like life matters if you want to make it matter and life matters with love and with connection and at the end of the day nothing really matters and like we just connected so deeply and it was such a lovely experience and the fact that we like went through that together was pretty amazing and we like had a whole crisis and then came out of it together and like I just I was such a it was such a wonderful time Tom you look at me like you don't even I have two heads right now I mean I don't I can't comment on this (laughs) do you just not understand oh no I understand (laughs) One last thing I'll say, everyone look up the Instagram Panger and Grim, P-A-N-G-U-R and G-R-I-M. Listen, I don't like anything that you just said. I know you don't, and I'm not going to change it. (laughs) I'd like to know why maybe though, like why don't you like it? I have a lot of existential dread. Yeah. So like I need to compartmentalize that with not knowing about the universe. So thinking about the void high on mushrooms wouldn't be great for you. Oh, that like literally that's probably my worst nightmare we were on the precipice yeah but that's why my silver lining is like like we had each other we came back to it like it was it was such a grounding moment because it was so like what the fuck even matters like what is anything (laughs) do you think i'm sending tom into an existential crisis i don't God, nothing you can just be easy. I know, no, you've tuned into the void. Have fun floating (laughs) forever. (laughs) Uh, Tom, what's yours? I'm well now. Like obviously not this. Like (laughs) it's obviously not today. Um, I don't know. I um, our guests from last week, uh, going to watch them perform was amazing. Mm. Um. They both fucking killed it. They both moved on. Yes. Oh, we should update. Cruz and Tango's Drag Race Corner. They yes, both yes, moved on. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm not surprised because they were both exceptionally great. That's yep. Selena Vial and Barbara Barto. if you want to check those two out. Um, uh, I, I suspect they will continue to move on. There's another one tonight, which I think I'll try to jaunt over to. So exciting. <clears throat> um, but my silver lining is, is getting through dread also. Um, I've had a particular. I know I've sort of touched on it, and I can't really go any further into it. But there's a lot of questions spinning in my head and the people's heads that are around me and close to me about about art. Uh, and I believe that if for art to matter right now in this really scary world, there has to be repercussions and there has to be um, activism and and um, uh, social change implications attached to that. Yes. Um, that's what I subscribe to, and that's what I want the people around me and who I love and who I want to associate with. Um, that's what I want them to subscribe to also. And yes. As a weird artist, as an educator, as you know, an LGBTQ activist, those three things intersect. And sorry, and as a quote-unquote comedian those things intersect at really strange um, points. Yeah. And uh, my silver lining is figuring out how to navigate where those intersect. And I haven't yet, but I'm optimistic that I will. Yes. And I think that I'm going to come out on the other side feeling um, empowered. I think so too. And you will. And I'm positive that you will. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to take time, though. So it's it's murky and quirky yeah. right now. I'm in the mud of it. But um, I'm, I won't stop until I get some answers from the world and for myself. 
I love I that. If that makes any sense. That makes so much sense. I think that like, should be an ongoing conversation with us. Yeah. Um, can we, we need to end, but can we do a totally off the cuff quoting round? We can cut this if it's bad. <laughs> the theme is meat objects. Yeah? Do we want to go one for one? Sure. Okay. Meat mitten or shit kitten? Meat mitten. uh, Strip bacon or bacon at a strip club? Bacon at a strip club. (laughs) Uh, Hammy Marge or Lake LaBarge? Lake LaBarge. uh, Pork loins or pork on your loins? Pork on my loins. (laughs) Uh, Ribeye steak or eyes on my ribs? (laughs) (laughs) Eyes on my ribs. Catfish or being catfished? Being catfished. <laughs> Spam in a can or Pam's two hands? Pam's two hands. <laughs> ew, I hate spam. Spam's so big in Korea. I always got it as a gift for my students. And I was always like, ew. Ew. Keep this. Um, <laughs> You're the human embodiment of spam. How dare you? That is the meanest thing you've ever yeah, said to because me. Because you're a ham and you're canned. Get it? I am neither of those things. Yeah, you're a ham. I'm canned? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Spam's not ham. It's what fake is it? ham. Ew, what? Yeah, it's it's not... <laughs> it's not real. Spam is not meat. Oh my god. Can I... I'm just... I'm... My stomach is literally turning. It says ham corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's spam corner. What is spam? Jesse, he's not here. A canned meat product made mainly from ham. Oh, Already cooked pork from two different cuts. Pork shoulder, salt, water, potato starch to keep the meat moist. No. Sugar and sodium nitrate. No. Okay, damn it. So it is meat. But like it's a meat product. Like that doesn't (laughs) sound great. Really gross. Anyway, I'm not into it. Are we done our quote? Is that it? (laughs) So we sort of spun out of control, which was a fine thing. I have one more. Okay. Salami lips or tipsy flips? Nope, why did I even go? Salami lips, they sound so juicy. <laughs> Listen, everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode 34. You've joined us on a wild ride um, of Tom feeling a little bit sad. <laughs> Just thanks for thanks for continuing with us. Yeah, seriously. Really nice. We appreciate it. We love you. We love you. Let us know... Um, let us know what's up with you guys. Let us know how you're <laughs> we doing. We love when we get emails, so yeah, email us. I didn't want to be like, do you queer what I queer at gmail.com. Yeah, please email us. We yeah. got an email recently that I don't want to be like a ham about, but like just hearing from hearing from you listeners is is lovely. Why we do this? If you want to, if you want to wallop us or praise us, we accept. Both. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Betsy DeVos, if you want to email us and let Betsy. us know how we're doing. <laughs> or the Canadian Betsy DeVos, Lisa Thompson. Yeah, neither of you went to school, clearly. Yeah, so good thing you you're teachers. Teaching education. That's not what they are. They're ministers. Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, donate to us on Patreon if you're feeling if you're feeling the love. And uh, Twitter. Yeah. Dickwick and do you queer what I queer. Uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Take